Hey, mother... Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Debbie Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm John Quartrucci. I'm Drew Gould. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Michelle, I noticed that um, uh, Brad is not here, but he might slip in later. Yes? Yes. Wojo's going solo. I am. Okay. All right. Well, this is a very special holiday episode. John Quartrucci won the holiday roulette with... A Christmas Carol, 1951, unanimously, I might add. It was a yep. clear winner. I have renamed John. I've got a nickname for John. Uh-oh. Because of his facial expressions. Wait, do we need it, a drum roll? Yeah. <laughs> John Belushi Quattrucci. Oh, Because he does the eyebrow. He I take that eyebrow. as an honor. I think John Belushi would be proud of there that one, go. too, so... Yeah. I learned that eyebrow because of John Belushi. Yes. You wear it well. <laughs> now, like before we let John Quartusi pontificate about the film that he won, uh, <laughs> let's talk about what we did this week or what we saw this week. Let's start with Sean and Debbie. Well, we Debbie had saw, thought she had seen Love, actually. But Turns actually, out I she didn't. hadn't. Oh. <laughs> so we watched it, actually. And then we watched the Zodiac, which... Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice. I can see that mix. That's a good one. That's got that some was, Christmas feel. To what a it. segue! <laughs> yeah, wait, did you like Love Actually? Yes, I loved Actually. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know, I felt, you know, it was it did love have its depressing moments for a Christmas movie. You know, I mean, you know, the guy's cheating on um, his wife, Alan Rickman. But what do you expect from Hans from Die Hard? Yeah, but he was barely cheating. It was a barely cheating. I mean, barely. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie's so. like, no man would, because he thought that the secretary was so slutty. She's like, that would never work on any man. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's that right, either. Debbie. Okay. Yeah. And Sean yeah. was like, his wife was going to on the couch the rest of the week. <laughs> no, I really think that if you're, you know, a married couple, uh, you get to know each other, you have a history, you have a family. You love each other, and yeah, you know, the uh, secretary was just not attractive. His wife was so much more. I mean, she was doing the laundry and dishes, and she I was higher bill. Oh, nothing sexier than that. Yeah, I think that's the problem. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we going to analyze it based on that love? Actually, not the. No, not no, the, no, there was so there were some things. other good things. There was, it was but so you good. enjoyed it. All right, uh, Drew, what do you got? Well, I watched a lot of stuff this week. Uh, I'm only going to talk. I'm only going to talk about two of them, and they're actually really about the same thing. I watched uh, two documentaries. One is um, an HBO Max series called Heaven's Gate: The Cult of Cults. I want to see that. Four episodes, I believe. I only watched the first one, and then I also watched uh, an HBO uh, documentary called Alabama Snake about a court case in 1991 where a uh, Pentecostal man was convicted of murdering his wife by getting uh, snakes oh, that they use yeah. for their religious ceremonies yeah, to yeah. bite her. And uh, everything that's wrong with contemporary true crime documentaries and uh, series was in both of these because <laughs> too many of these shows have too many episodes. So Heaven's Gate, I could already tell there's just there's too much space here 
And that was very frustrating because I'm interested in it. And of course, I know the end of the story. Those are the people that killed themselves with their sneakers on so they could hop on the back of a comet and go live in space. And the other problem was Alabama Snake didn't have enough story for its hour and 24 minutes. So mm -hmm. people are making decisions where it's like, this is a compelling story. It should be a 20 minute short and you can get Oscars for that. There's nothing wrong with that. Or this is a compelling story. Let's not make it four hours. But having said that, uh, I thought the vow was way too long about Nexium on HBO. Agreed. But seduced the stars one was four episodes and it was riveting. So I think it's a question of finding the right format to tell the story, and neither of those found it, even though the stories are interesting. Oh, very good. Um, Drew, you know, that's Drew, right. I, I, didn't you watch a Christmas movie? I thought I did, but I'm going to talk one. about that. I'm going to talk about that later. Oh, I don't want to bury the lead. As All right, well. So, John, Quartese, yes, before Jason we go, himself. before we what you let's look at your sweater that you so proudly put well, on. My light, yeah. So I got my ugly sweater. We were supposed to all wear ugly sweaters. I mean, ugly is uh, the wrong word, but but the producer in the in, in the red productions decided to wear a T-shirt for some reason. But it's whatever. A, it simulates a sweater. So I've got I've got uh, some garland. I got some uh, ornaments, some lights, and there's also a fireplace. I don't see it's my stomach. My stomach's on fire. Yeah, that's awesome. That's nothing something. That's my... Nothing in the back. Nothing in the back. No, just a brick. brick wall. And there's my Christmas tree. I moved rooms to get in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> nice. So there's my my beautiful tree. <laughs> so and my t-shirt has two wall. reindeer enjoying a tasty beverage. So ah. Uh, it says I, my I don't know. I don't know if anybody else, Debbie and Sean are sharing one. I don't know how that got, works, but I got my reindeer. Nice. Yeah, nice. I want to say that this is my sweater that I she claimed it. like okay. last year, and she wouldn't even let me have it for this episode. Oh, so I'm just wearing go. a grayish sweater. Oh, and Wojo has a really very attractive that an ugly sweater, right? I Wojo. have a big ass tree. Oh, look at that! <laughs> it's a big ass so. tree. I like that. And Drew, I love the gray sweatshirt. Great T-shirt. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was going to wear my weightlifting singlet for my competition days, but I decided I'll save that for more of a That's summer. for another one. Or All right, for so, a sports event. Excellent. So, John, before you get started, subscribe. What, what's the next speech before? Well, it is the, it's this, it's the holiday season in the spirit of giving. You should give us a break and subscribe. <laughs> Share and hit the notification button. Please. We would love that. We would God love bless us, everyone. Watching. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> oh, and it's I tell you, podcast in all of London. If you enjoy listening to this podcast on audio only, imagine how your excitement will oh. increase dramatically if you go to YouTube and watch it. Yeah, because some of us are very visual. I got to be yeah. honest. It's amazing. All right. So, John, what did you, you watch this week? Anything? Uh, well, I watched two things. I watched Fat Man. Yes. And? Which I loved. <laughs> I loved it. It was a strange, strange movie. And Walter Goggins. No, I'm kidding. It's Walton. <laughs> Walton. Come on. Walton Goggins was awesome. And I really liked Mel Gibson in it, too. It was, it was, really, it was just a strange, weird movie. And I really liked it. I also watched. It's called The Christmas Chronicles. It was with Kurt Russell as Santa oh. Claus. Oh. Well, mm -hmm. they did the sequel. The sequel They're is not this. nearly as good as the first one. I think Kurt Russell is great. Uh, I do want to talk about Goldie Hawn a little bit. She was in the sequel, and she was in the first movie at the very end, but in this one, she was in it a lot. 
and I love Goldie Hawn. She's had a little too much work done on her face oh. because it looked like a petrified thing. She could barely move it. It was kind of sad to watch. Actually. Is it just a holdover from Death Becomes Her? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, worse. <laughs> it's wow. worse. I mean, her oh, face. Wow. It was. I was. That's and so I love sad. Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah. Russell's really good in it. But if you get a yeah. chance to look at those movies, they're good. Fat Man, I recommend. It's if it's strange. And yeah. you wouldn't think you wouldn't think it'd be a movie I would like. No, I would. I really enjoyed it. By yeah. the way, I had an end with Goldie Hawn. Oh, wait. After this, I don't think we're going to have her on the show. Well, yeah, I. Not yeah. now. Wait, well, then you yeah. should watch the movie and then get back to me. I think she'd love no, to come on now. We are actually watching that with our granddaughter. Yeah. Christmas did you see the first one? No. Yeah. They, yeah the I first one was really I, good. I really liked the first yeah, one. I liked the first and the second one. Yeah. The second thought, one was, I thought it was okay. It wasn't as good as the first one. And uh, you got to get away from the, you know, the stuff, but she's still beautiful. Uh, she's beautiful she's inside still, as well, I'm sure. She's the yeah. first Mrs. Claus that I really kind of wanted to um, yeah. meet. No, I wanted the animated one in Santa Claus. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going. All right, all right, enough. Wojo, right. what you watch this week? Well, we finished up Superstore. Uh, oh, wow. We got to where it is. It's really good. Um, we watched the best documentary that I've seen in a long, long time. It's on HBO Max, and it's called The Bee Gees. How can oh. you mend a broken heart? It's I, two hours long. It is completely worth it. There's so much I learned that I didn't know. And I've seen a bunch of different, you know, BJ, Bee Gees did behind the music and different, you know, documentary style things like this. This was just like, oh, and, and you, 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 it, it, it's just fascinating. I don't want to spoil any of it. I don't want to talk too much about it because there are so many surprises as to how they came from one kind of sound to another kind of sound and how the band broke up, which I didn't realize they had broken up. Um, just, it was, it, it's phenomenal. It's, it's definitely worth your time. Uh, I can't wait now to I'm see starting that. To watch Ugly Betty, so, oh, <laughs> which I didn't see the first time around and it's, it's good. And I hate everyone else in the cast, except for <laughs> America Ferrara. Betty. Yeah. America Ferrar. Oh, we talked about our last <laughs> podcast too. Yep. There's so I can't I know it's like this America Ferrara thing. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, no my Sarah this week though. No one was watching any No Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Yeah. No, it's Ralph, funny though. Yeah. I watched that I watched that film uh I'm your woman. I'm your woman. I don't even know who the the actress is. I guess she was in Miss Maisel, that that show about the comedian. Right. Mm -hmm. she, she had yeah. such a Sarah Paulson vibe. I couldn't get over it. I mean, she sounded like her. She looks like her. It's a weird. Anyway, so my COVID brain forced me to go down the a Christmas Carol uh, tunnel. So I started oh, obsessing no. on all the Christmas carols out there. And I ended up watching the FX version of A Christmas Carol with Guy Pierce, And I loved it. Of course you did. Why? Am I, I'm not shocked it was, by that. It was, it was it made was, in 1971? No. No. no I think 2019, no. it's a series on FX, and it's one of the things they do where they take classic films or classic stuff, stories. Yeah, it's like if David Cronenberg directed this. He, it's definitely dark. It, it goes in places that none of the other ones went. Um, I like the effects work in it. I like the acting. I just thought it was, it was a nice cleanser from this one because I watched this one too. And I have to say that I loved the Guy Pierce one. Not so much this one. But uh, I wish we had more time to talk about the 1951 version, but we just used up all our time uh, talking about this stuff. So 
uh, till next. Oh, oh, John, do you want to talk about? I won really, unanimously. Do we really need to talk about this film? Oh. Well, why don't you show the trailer first? I know we saw it last week, but let's show it again for the few people who might not have seen it. God bless us, everyone. These glowing words spoken by Tiny Tim have warmed the hearts of millions the world over. Now hear Tiny Tim and all the other wonderful people in this unforgettable story speaking their immortal lines as the most joyous of all Dickens classics reaches new heights of greatness on the screen. Merry Christmas to you anyway, Uncle. Good evening. And a Happy New Year. Good evening. Humbug! It's all humbug, I tell you! Well, we know this is a unanimous win for you. That that had to that had to mean a lot, I'm sure. It did. Uh, okay. Now tell us why this film okay, is so important well, to you. Like you have already said, there are uh, so many versions <coughs> of this movie. And uh, and you know, I've seen almost all of them, and I like almost all of them, but uh, this one for me is the best one in my eyes because of Alistair Sim of his performance. Uh, it's not so cut and dry. You know, you know the, the thing that always bothered me about this movie is he's so mean and so one-dimensionally mean in the beginning. And then by the end, he's, he's gone completely the other way. That's not how Alistair Sim played it. The way he played it, he almost, he almost showed a vulnerability that other Scrooges haven't shown. He wasn't just a really bad guy. And then it, it, this was also the first Christmas Carol that delved into why he was the way he was with his sister fan, his relationship with his father. So you kind of understood a little bit about why he was the way he was. And I also think he played it in a way that he kind of realized, you know, when, when, when that scene where he's in his room by himself, eating that bowl of soup, one candle, one chair, all alone on Christmas Eve. It was, it's kind of sad. And he kind of played it that way too. But even some of the, the line readings that he does, like there's one particular line that always struck me when, when I thought about the acting part of it, right? And it's uh, every Scrooge says, uh, I suppose you'll want the next day off after Christmas, like that, right? That's not how he played it. He says, I suppose you'll want the half day, uh, the next day off, like that. Like it, he wasn't trying to get at him. He was resigned to the fact that he's frustrated that he wants the day off, but not angry at him. That's just a little thing. That's why for me, 
the change at the end, it's not like a, a million years apart, right? It's not like he took this giant leap. It's almost like, like the night restored him back to how he originally was before a fan, before the father. And the performances are great. It's directed by Brian Desmond Hurst. It's produced by George Minter. It's a British production. It's beautiful, but it's not the 38 version where you've got cleaned up London, right? Uh, which was a set at, on the MGM studio. This looked uh, more real, a little dingier, a little darker. It was probably more like what it was really like, but um uh, the performances, uh, Ernest Thiger. Did you guys see him? The Undertaker yeah. from Bride of Frankenstein. I don't know if you guys caught that. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, him. Mrs. Dilber, who was Kathleen um, Harrigan, I think it is. She was great. That scene at the end worked so much better because she was a part of it. Like, you know, she thought he was crazy. And when he handed her the coin and he goes, "What? what's this for? To shut me up? <laughs> right. No, it's a Christmas gift. And he and the way she looked at him like no one ever did something nice for her. Look, this this Christmas for me, John, John, are your balls dangling right now? I'm sorry. They are. They are. Uh, I'm trying I'm to keep them above the table. I'm here um, on the table. This has been oh, a real bummer for me because for the first time in my life, because of covid, we're not we're not going to spend Christmas as a family, either Rose's family or my family. Everyone's going to be by themselves. And that's never happened in my life. So. I was feeling pretty down about this. And I, Ralph and I talked about this also. And then I watched this movie and the end of this movie just lights a fire in me for, for Christmas. The way it's played, the last couple of scenes where he, uh, uh, he, he goes to the nephew's house and that the way he played that before he went in the room. Uh, the next day, unlike the 38 version where he actually goes into the office and Cratchit doesn't know it's him and he mm -hmm. plays that whole scene. And then at the very end when he's waving, it's just a feel good. And it makes me feel better about Christmas because as bad as everything is, you can still make the, the, the most of it. So again, out of all the versions out there, this is my favorite. Like, like Ralph just talked about the Guy Pierce version. I get why he likes it, okay? And Ralph and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum as far as our taste goes. This movie, you could sit there with your whole family and watch it. The one Ralph's talking about, you could not do that because they swear in it with F-bombs. It's, it's pretty, I mean, it's very dark, as in it's filmed very dark, but it's also a really dark movie. It's not a film that everyone in the family could watch. And, and this is, and again, it's because of Alistair Sim. I think he's amazing in it. He plays, a, and Ralph will say it's overacting, but if I think the supporting cast overacted. I don't think he did. And I think that's what makes this movie so good and why I love it so much. I just think he's incredible in it, and I can watch this over and over again. So that's why I love this movie. Well, let me just, I'll jump in. quick. I don't want to say too much because I think other people have more interesting things to say. I did drop lid a little bit while I was watching it. So I didn't even know he had his father in there. I, I, that, I, that's the first time I heard that. Um, you talk about the sets being dingy or good set. The sets to me took me out of it because it looked like they're in a cramped little room. Just, you know, I, I, that's, that's like part it of it. It is my old movie, the acting thing. Yeah. My favorite person in the whole movie was that woman playing his um, cleaning Mrs. person. Dilber. She yeah. was great. She seemed yeah. real and just honest and, and 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 in the moment where everybody now he was good i'm not saying he wasn't a good scrooge he was 
Um, I just find all the other stuff and you're an actor. So you come at it from a completely different perspective. And that's why I like the guy Pierce. I mean, forget the F-bombs and all that. It's just a well, that was a well-produced, well-thought-out version of this, of, of A Christmas Carol. Anyway, enough about me. I want to hear what other people have to say about John's film. Anybody? Well, you should call somebody out. We were about- waiting for you to say who would like to go next. Okay, Wojo. Well, it Wojo, is your up. podcast. Wojo, well, <laughs> you're up. Yeah. Well, I like the Muppet version too. So I don't know. I like the Muppet version with Michael Caine. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things that um, I've, I've missed before this viewing of it, and I've seen this thing a lot um, over the years, um, when Scrooge is walking down the street and there's a blind man with his dog. The dog sees Scrooge and pulls the blind man like away into into the doorway. It's hilarious. I don't know how they got a dog to do that back then. I I didn't know, you know, that they had animal performers as much. Um, but I I just like this one. Um, I I like it because of Alistair Sim. I mean, I I think he's he's just. He just seems perfect in this role to me. And I think that part of it, I agree with what John said, that it doesn't seem like he does a complete 180 because you get to see how kind he was in the very beginning and how loving with his, his fiance and how, you know, he was just, he was just a good person. And he, he got caught up in, in, in money, honestly. Um, but I, what I liked about how he portrayed Scrooge after Scrooge has, you know, had his epiphany, for lack of a better word, is he's giddy. He's absolutely giddy, much like a kid, you know? And that's why, of course, his housekeeper thinks he's gone completely out of his mind because he's like, oh, you didn't steal the curtains. You didn't steal the curtains. And she's like, what? And and it goes chasing after her. I think she thinks he's gonna like kill her or something. I don't know. But um how much am I paying you? <laughs> Two shillings a week, sir. He's like, ten, ten a week now. But the look he gave before he said ten, like that's all I'm giving you is two? It's, it's raised to ten. I mean, that's just little things. I, I remember seeing this as a kid, liked it as a child. <laughs> this I version just, you saw? Yeah. You know, and um I don't know. Uh, Drew, since we since uh, Wojo just talked about It's a Wonderful Life and this one in context, I think you just saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time this week. I may be wrong about that. I think you did. Yes, I just saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time this week, and I just saw A Christmas Carol 1951 for the first time this week. Wow. So your uh, perspective. They're both fine films. They're both fine films. The uh, It's a Wonderful Life is um, is a much better movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have thoughts about a Christmas Carol that are positive and I'll share those shortly, but the idea of someone who is consciously bad their whole life. And then at the end of their life, they find out, Oh, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to get in trouble and they get scared. And then they're like, wait, I should repent. That's not as compelling to me as what happens in <laughs> it's a wonderful life where there's a guy who doesn't really understand how much good he has done. And so at the end of that movie, when the whole town shows up, 
and says, no, you've, you've made a difference. I don't need the supernatural part. That's sort of the part that doesn't connect with me the most, but that was, I mean, that was beautiful. That was genuinely moving. I wasn't surprised to learn that that movie is Jimmy Stewart and, um, and, and, Jim, Frank, and Capra's, uh, yeah. Frank Capra's favorite movie that they've done together. I also, when I watched it, I said, well, you know, this is not really a Christmas movie. I mean, it takes place at Christmas like Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And then I found out what happened was that the movie ran out of copyright and uh, anybody could show it. Right. So that started a whole world of colorizing it. I watched it in black and white. I learned that Jimmy Stewart actually told Congress how bad it was, that it was colorized. That I Capra- saw the colorized version once. And I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was awful. Yeah, Capra's, Capra's deathbed wish was to not do that to movies, please. But um, I think, I think, um, I, I guess at the end of the day, I, I liked A Christmas Carol, but I connected more with It's a Beautiful Life. I'm glad that I saw both of them. I said last week I'd only seen one version of Christmas Carol, which was Scrooged. That's not actually true. I remembered, and I was going to um, watch it again today when I remember, but I didn't get a chance to. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched the new Doctor Who series. Yeah. It's been on since 2005. They do a Christmas special every year. And in 2010, they did a Christmas Carol story yeah. with Michael Gambon yeah. as the Dickens character. He's the guy, if you know, he's, he's Dumbledore after Richard Harris died in all the Harry Potter movies. He's a wonderful actor. And that I loved because uh, he was, as you see in a Christmas Carol that we watched for this episode, he was a guy who did bad things because he made decisions based on what happened in his life like the scrooge as john said the scrooge in this movie he's he does very bad things he's very selfish all this other stuff but he's not he's not just a monster there there is some humanity in there now that said the big vibe that i got from um from uh what's is it alistair sim or sims yeah alistair sims and i'm not saying like movies are what they are i can't say i want this movie to be something that it isn't but that actor gave me a really serious Klaus Kinski vibe. And I would love to see a Christmas Carol with Klaus Kinski and the googly face. Yeah. And then I realized that Marley kind of looks like Alan Rickman. I was like, oh, Klaus Kinski and Alan Rickman doing Scrooge. That but, I'd know, watch. We won't get that version. Right, exactly. We'll never get that version. <laughs> no, we won't. But you know, like the what I was really what I was really saying about the um the the, the two movies that I saw, I mean, there's this external redemption of conscious persistent evil because you're going to get in trouble it didn't resonate with me the way that the inverse of that did which is george bailey's story but i think they're both excellent movies and oh that's what i was going to say the reason that it's a christmas movie is not because it takes place at christmas but because after it went out of copyright uh in the 70s networks were showing big holiday specials and your local pbs station would show that movie because it was free and so everybody uh grew up watching that movie at Christmas. So it is absolutely a Christmas movie, but I didn't know that that was the story of that movie or that it had been subject to so much, you know, mutilation and all that kind of stuff. So I, I saw it in black and white on uh, Amazon prime and it, and it looked great and it was a awesome. nice movie. So uh, well, both, these movies, movies, both of these out. movies, both of these movies did okay at the box office. Just okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's when PBS started running both of these movies that they became this cult thing for Christmas. Because mm-hmm. uh, this was not a well-known, like Christmas Carol, was, this version was not well-known in the States till it started running on PBS. And then people started comparing it to all the other ones. 
And that's when they got, you know, so why, when, why when they do that, who makes the money at that point? Who, who, PBS? Well, I think once who, it goes out of copyright, uh, I don't think anybody makes any money off it. So they anybody just, so can show on, it and um, do anything they want with it. Now on the, um, the Jimmy Stewart movie, they managed to win the copyright back right. because the music was still in copyright. So that's right. Resecured oh. the music. So NBC owns the rights and can show it twice a year now. Oh, wow. Where it used mm -hmm. to run all the time. But I yeah. mean, everyone's got it on DVD too. So now, Drew, something yeah. happened for you to watch that film. Can you explain uh, <laughs> what you, what deal you made uh -oh. to watch that film? So, um, John uh, was nice enough. John, as were a number of, of people on this podcast, were like quite shocked that I hadn't seen It's a Wonderful Life, and I explained that I I didn't resist seeing it. I just had never seen it, and it was something that was out there in the world, but I had, had never become a priority to see. And so I made it a priority to see uh, because I made a deal with John. I said, you know what? I'll take your movie recommendation and uh, I will watch It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, in exchange, you will watch a movie that Kelly and I recommend. I oh, just no. said John needs to watch the movie. But <laughs> Kelly said, we're going to need a video of his reaction to it. <laughs> um, so, and I told John, I said, you can watch this after the holidays because it is not a holiday movie. <laughs> So after the holidays, he is going to record himself watching a I'm going to do a reactionary video. Yes, we'll do a reaction video for this movie called The Perfection. Yes. Which is about, um, let's say it's about Cellist. the high stress world of being a classical musician. Yeah. Yes, I and read the synopsis of the story and it gave me nothing. So I am dying to watch this now. It's definitely a movie you should discover on your own. I have seen a lot of movies, and this was one of those movies where more than once I was genuinely shocked. And not shocked like, oh, that's gross. Just, whoa, we are going there? Yeah. This is what's happening? It's surprisingly. And it's, it's yeah. And it's yeah, called it's The Perfection. Perfection. I like the Perfection. It so much. I the Perfection. It it's really good. It, so. It's really good. And I can't I traded, wait to see. Uh, I traded it. It's a wonderful life for The Perfection. <laughs> that's, <I think laughs> that. that's a good deal. Drew, um, just as a suggestion, now that you've seen it's a it's a wonderful life, go on YouTube. It's probably there, um, or okay. it's on NBC.com. You have to watch the Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, version. Oh, okay, uh, with Dana Carvey. With Dana Carvey. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's get Potter. Let's get Potter. It's <laughs> great. That is great. You're right. That is an excellent. I don't do very many impressions. But I do Jimmy Stewart from that movie. You ready? Go. Do it. Mary, don't you know me? <laughs> I, I tell that, you. That's Jimmy Stewart. Okay. <laughs> I also like they did a version in the show, Married with Children. Oh, yeah. Because oh, right. And everybody's life, he wanted to kill himself. But then he saw how everybody's life would have been better if he was. <laughs> yeah, Sam Kinison was the angel, wasn't he? Yeah, Sam Kennison was the angel. So out of spite, he decided to, to keep going. You know, so um, well, I'll okay. tell you. Um, okay, yeah, what this, do you guys um, think? Well, first, Drew, one thing I want to say about, you know, you, you do think, and I know you're Jewish. I don't think you've mentioned that during the podcast. Never. Never. But oh, I remember doing this commercial. Uh, I'm Jewish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And you just, you know, if you if you grow up in the, um, you know, in the Christian background or just normal cultural background, Christmas normal. seems so, uh, you know, completely <laughs> everything. And we were doing these radio commercials where we needed actors to sing Christmas carols. 
And we were we were okay. testing them five at a time. And it's amazing. Sometimes it's like they, you know, the uh, Jewish actors, they wouldn't know the most fundamental Christmas carols. And, were, and the writer was like, you just never heard this? You never heard it at all. You know, it's like, but I was really kind of shocked that it's sort of like Jingle Bells. How does that go? You know, it's like you didn't watch them, you know. Well, it makes uh, another point. Well, if you want, we can do a we can do a special bonus episode where we all learn Hanukkah songs. I would be happy to do that. That'd be great. And I think Adam Sandler taught me all of them I needed to hear. But one thing I loved about what you said was seeing the difference between "It's a Wonderful Life" and uh, "Christmas Carol." But the thing about Scrooge Christmas Carol is that there's a lot of heart, and he he wasn't an evil person. Scrooge was not. Yeah. Right, in this version, absolutely. He I just, agree. Well, Charles Dickens, you know, he... Um, he he wrote, was an evil person. No. Charles Dickens was a hurt person. You know, hurt people hurt people. You know, but my favorite um, part of the film is when... One of my... There's three scenes I wanted to talk about. The first one is when um, Marley is freaking out with his changes. He goes... That was so funny. Uh, well, we, every time I see that now, as a, you know, as I've seen this film so many times every Christmas, it's just I crack up because he's so over the top, Ralph. Yeah. You know, you always talk about overacting. But this was just like so, you know, if you remember old people aren't supposed to be like that crazy. <laughs> so I he was like all too. over the place. All the movies had some kind of bandage he had around his face yeah. or something. Yeah, well, to hold that was they used to do that to hold the jaw shut yeah. when I died. Oh, okay. Ah. So, <laughs> nice. Horrible. It was. Okay, what was scene number two? Scene number now two. Now what they do is they wire your teeth so that your jaw won't come open. Right. Okay. I don't know. Nobody's gonna yeah. watch it. I don't no, I know what they do. I don't know. They need that anymore because it's only for show and there's only the worms that are getting in. Okay. Ah. Okay. That's true. Uh, we, Just in case anyone was wondering, Debbie, you never lie about anything. No, that's the way it is. I'm that's sorry, Drew. What'd you say? I said, just in case anyone was wondering, Jewish people don't do that for our <laughs> death rituals. Just to yeah. let you know. Okay. What's the second? And the scene? second one, <laughs> the second favorite scene is the op You know, when uh, not the opening scene. I'm sorry. Is what uh, Wojo was talking about, where he's a giddy in that scene, and I swear. In that scene, if you ever rewatch it, you'll see moves that Mick Jagger stole from Alistair. <laughs> the moves when like rewatch it, watch it, watch it, and you'll see he's going like that. You know how Mick, when he's he's singing, he's really nervous. He's on, uh, you know, and I think that um, that part, just the depth of his conversion, you know, his conversion from being, you know, not seeing it, not being there. And the third favorite scene is kind of personal with my 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 uncle, who I revered my uncle. He was uh, just so we he was just wonderful to me. But he was sort of like a um, a person that got in trouble with the family a lot because he was very vocal about his uh, feelings. <laughs> and uh, when he goes to his uh, uh, nephew's Fred's house his nephew's party his christmas party and um he says uh i guess i was an idiot you know like that so so sweetly and so kindly you know just to admit it 
And my uncle did that to the family one at one Christmas time. And he, I was there and everybody was like, and my uncle said, can you guys forgive me for being a complete ass? <laughs> and wow. oh my gosh, that endeared you. I mean, if I, I loved him, I love my, he's passed away. He's been gone a while, but that scene just says it all. That subtlety or subtlety that Drew would be talking about, but you know, that just nice sweetness. It's, it's just that film touches so many parts of the human heart. And I, I love Charles to, Dickens. I've read him I before I saw any movie. guest who's joining me this evening. Oh, where Brad. is it? Well, is it Tony Tim? Is it, is it Tony Tim? Hey, it's Tony Tim. Hey, it's nice the ghost of Christmas present. Very nice. I've never seen his like before. Oh, oh nice get up, John. No. Thank you very much. My battery died, so it's not lit up anymore. So, Brad, what'd you think of the movie? Oh, I don't get to say anything. No, oh. Well, oh, I thought you said something. Go ahead, Sean. You know what? I'm just going to yeah. put this up. You guys keep talking, all right? Go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, I don't have much to say about the, about this version because I think I've I think I did a good job of adequately defending this version last week last instead week, of yeah. <laughs> now I I will say you know I am a reader but I have never read Christmas Carol because I feel that I've seen so many movie versions of it that but there it seems in this version they do something that. They don't, doesn't show up in the other ones, is that he sees where his, his ex-girlfriend was, you know, helping out the poor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Doesn't, wasn't that just begging for a scene where he's like, I'm with Fred, he goes, I, hey, I love being here, but I got someone to check out. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I wish that had happened too, but... Well, yeah, in the book, in the book? No, in the book, she's married, and he visits her at her home where she's happy with a family. But at least he visits her. That would have been yeah. satisfying in and of itself. That yeah. Drew would have been his punishment for being such a jerk. Well, you know, it was. I mean, that's what he said to her. How could you, that sweet creature, how could yeah. you do that to that sweet creature? And you could see the look on his face, you know? Yeah. So, but did um, you, there's an ass. <laughs> well, Sean, didn't you say in the version you watched that the, the, the original. Um, Reginald Owen. Did he, they, they didn't really even touch on that very much, right? No, well, they, they touched the angel on it. just said, and yeah. we could stay longer and show how you lost the love of your life because of your greed, but we're, <laughs> we're going to move on. You know, that's literally yeah. like all it said. And another thing about Reginald Owen version is he was so easily convinced after like the first angel. It seemed like the other ones were exactly. kind of perfunctory. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I'm sold. No need to continue. You right. know? So, Alistair Sim kept saying, I'm too old. I'm too old. I can't change. Yeah, he so does. Have, that's a good objection. Yeah. That is a good objection. All right. Oh. Before we move on, I want to hear Brad's take. <clears throat> yeah. This was a piece of crap. No, <laughs> nice. No, I'm kidding. I'm glad I came back. No, I, enjoy, I did enjoy it. I mean, I've seen it before. As Michelle had mentioned, we've seen it. We went to the senator and saw it with it's a wonderful life and it's, you know, it's a classic, you know, we, I mean, what, what's not the love about it? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a classic story. It, you know, it, you always love to see the, the mean old, mean old guy, you know, turn good and become a, a good, you know, want to, want to do good for everybody. But uh, yeah, I mean, and Alistair, I mean, he, 
he is. He was amazing in it. I mean, um, and I and I see what you mean, John. You, you you know, you kind of touched last week that he was not, you know, uh, um, a caricature. He was kind of he played it more, you know, more serious, and he did. And he was, you know, very very good at being, you know, at being Scrooge. And, so, and oh, there was the Disney version with version with Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was who was supposed to look like Reginald Owen with the little puff of hair on top? Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, you guys look back at these and they're, they're nostalgic for you. And that's why they I mean, because I looked I why I tried. I really tried. I said, I have to be open about this. And then the first tumbling clock or whatever the, the what do you call it? The hourglass. I, I, I just uh, it's it, and, and the sets look. They didn't look dirty. They just looked small and looked like I was in a studio. And I, I know I'm the, I know I'm the like the I, I know I do this every time, but I tried. And then I go and I watch the guy Pierce one and forget the F bombs. I didn't care that they dropped F bombs. It just looked real to me. It looked like like it took place in, in the real world. Well, and not okay. in a not on a TV studio. And that's the whole thing with I, I try and I try and I try and I just can't get past that. Now it's a wonderful life. Drew's right. I mean, I get, I get, I cry at the end of it's a wonderful life every time I see it. That film still gets to me. This one, so you had no feeling at the end when he, when he was, when he was joyful. No, nothing. because I've seen. Listen, Bill Murray did the same thing at the end of his. I thought he did a great job doing the same thing. Uh, Guy Pierce, the way he flipped, completely different. How they play, handle it, I got more choked up watching minute, him do that. You, you hate backstory. And they spent the first hour doing Marley's backstory, yeah, which I, doesn't I, exist in the book. In this case, I enjoyed seeing the backstory. You like that hour backstory of <laughs> I, Marley? I'm telling you, I enjoyed the two and a half hour film. Or whatever. Oh, did it was you like it when uh, when he yes. yanked his jaw off his body yep. and he had to pick it up off the floor? Yep. Did you like that? I did. I like. Yeah. Tiny yeah. Tim. No, that was good. That was a Tiny classic. Tim. Don't give away oh, all the good parts. <laughs> We can't wait Tiny to see Tim it. was played by a legit, like Tiny Tim, like actor. I thought, cool. I thought, I did like that, but uh. and but no, they they flipped the ratchet's wife. Uh, Cratchit's wife has a whole. Oh, is that who that thing. was? What's her name? Yeah. Cratchit, Ratchet. Okay. No, Nurse Ratchet. Ratchet. That's another Ratchet. holiday. Nurse Ratchet. 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 Very different people. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not I'm, I'm literally not trying to be contrarian. I just didn't. No, like no. Them. The I problem couldn't. is old movies for one thing. You, you you've already got a, a, a hurdle just because it's an old movie. Hundred percent, that's I'm true. Out. Black and white, yeah. and I'm I get out. that. But let me just say, to, yeah, black I and white doesn't bother two me. Things. Did you notice Patrick McNee? Black and white bothers you. Patrick McNee played the young Marley. <laughs> Patrick McNee from the Avengers. Na, na, na. Yeah, yeah. And George Cole, George Cole, who played young Scrooge, actually became a big star on the BBC in some situation comedies. So he ended up having a pretty, pretty lengthy career. And the other thing I want you to do next time you watch it, the scene Ugh. at the end where he, uh, where he, he has an epiphany, he's looking in the mirror. If you look in the reflection in the mirror, there's a grip on, in the mirror who then covers himself with a blanket. So you can actually see the guy in the shot. They didn't catch it when they put the film up. So next time you see it. And also, listen, even the way he played the scene in the window, which is, Every movie does it, but the way he played it, like what a what, what a remarkable boy. The way he delivered the lines sounded much to me much realer, real, more real 
than you hear. And what a wonderful boy, a remarkable boy. That's how most people play it. He didn't Here's, play it that way. You know what was different about this version too? A lot of times at that window scene, Scrooge will say, hello there, boy. What day is it? Right. You know, and I thought, you moron, you know it's Christmas. You Here's what, exactly. Well, the other thing, the other thing the kid says, when he says, he says, get me the turkey. In the book, the kid says, Wayne Kerr, which is a curse word in, in London. All the other movies change it to something else. This movie, he said it. He goes, yeah. no, no, I'm in earnest. I'm in earnest. So, Hey, Ralph, Ralph yes. I have a suggestion for you. Have yes. you read nope. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens? I, I, I don't read that much. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, Ralph's not a reader. <laughs> Look, uh, does it have a centerfold? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, as soon as Marley screams, I'm going to start Stairway to Heaven and I'm going to see how all the all the stuff works. OK, that's what I'm going to do to make no, 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 me enjoy no. this. Film. To, you have to sync it up to Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, that's what it is. Dark Side that's of the Moon. Movie. Hey, Drew, I know you liked uh, It's a Wonderful Life better oh. than this. But at the end, did you I, I always get a feeling at the end of that movie, like I said, it chill up my spine. Did you get that in A Christmas Carol or it just wasn't there? It didn't work for you. I, I found it touching and I give that all to Alistair Sims' performance because like Potter is an irredeemable villain. Right. And even when he has the opportunity, like I can't find my $8,000, Potter could do something human. And Potter's just like, nah, I think I'll just crush you. <laughs> and that works badly. George so Bailey. I like, I like that he just remains a villain. Even though in the version of Potterville in the world without George Bailey, I think it the movie takes a pretty critical uh, opinion of adult entertainment options. So I'm not really, I can't really support that. But I, I believed Alistair Sim. I didn't find the method of doing it super compelling, but I believed his performance as a guy who said, boy, I've made some mistakes. Right. And I did notice how many times he had to say, I'm not mad because right. it was so out of character. But I, right. you know, he was like, oh, 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 you want me to say which, which movie would I watch again anytime soon? It would definitely be It's yeah. a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you saw the other versions of A Christmas Carol, then you, you would appreciate the performance even more because it's watch so different. What was that? <laughs> I was telling you, watch the Muppet version. It's Awesome. Michael Caine, I'll tell you what, Michael Caine is playing with Muppets and he plays it really straight. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. so he's very good. In it. And the Mr. Magoo one, I really like, too. That's why the, the, the Doctor Who version, I mean, the Doctor Who Christmas Excellent. specials, this is what's funny. The Doctor Who Christmas specials, I love that show. Yeah. But the Doctor Who so Christmas specials often, often bring me to tears. Like the one yeah. where the, the family is waiting for their father to come back from being a bomber pilot, like just beautiful stuff. And the, 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 the Christmas Carol version that they do involves like a guy who holds people's bodies frozen as collateral when they owe him money. Right. And, and it has flying sharks and a spaceship falling out of the atmosphere. And he controls so, the weather. Sharknado? He controls the weather. And it's just, it's just spectacular and beautiful. Yeah. So I can see, I can see the way that the, the story works and I can see why it's been told and retold and retold and retold. And I think if I was going to watch a, a classic version of the story, I think that you picked the right one for me to see. One other thing I'm going to say about uh, It's a Wonderful Life, since you brought it up. Uh, at the time that was filmed, I think it was, was it 41? I think it was 41 or 47. No, it was, after it was in the, the 40s. Um, the movie code wouldn't allow a criminal to get away with a crime without being punished. 
Mm. So the fact that he got to keep the $8,000 was something that normally would never happen in mm. movies at that time. I just read, I just read something about it where they don't know how they got away with it because they wanted to film a scene where he got his comeuppance, but they didn't do it because the ending was perfect the way it was. Yeah, Which it was. Was I, that movie. Stewart. I did my Jimmy Stewart. It was pretty Yeah, bad. she did. It was, uh, Mary, don't you know me? <laughs> what, you, you guys do the same line? <laughs> hey, Potter, you, we're going to kick your ass, Potter. Right. We're going to kick All your right. ass, Potter. You got to see that Saturday Night Live. Right, do we need to rate this or not? Did we? Uh... Yeah, everybody liked it. We all picked it. So Wait a minute. Yeah. One person may not have liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, hell. Okay, a person. classic Christmas movie. Great. Okay, whatever. Move on. Next. Okay. Well, you give it a yippee kind meh? Yeah, yippee kind meh. You slept through it, Ralph. You don't lie. I, I, I dropped a lid a little bit in there. I did drop a little lid. And yeah, I, but I stepped through part of Slapshot, and I could still see enough to say it sucked. <laughs> oh, drop lid means your eyelids. I thought you were talking about drugs or something. I didn't know. That's what, what I thought he was talking about. I, I, I probably should have. I, I probably like should have. No, that might have helped. I've bit. never heard of. I don't know. No, listen. I'm just going to say Guy Pierce's version, way better. But that's well, definitely. If you like David Cronenberg, you'll love this. Cronenberg's great. Andy Sudeikis. Andy Sudeikis plays the ghost of Christmas past. Right. Okay. Circus Gollum. Gollum. Right. Right. All right. That's all you need to know. Well, I mean, I'm a little. You know, it's funny. You're very dismissive of the Bill Murray version. So you, you know, I don't think it's good. Okay. Well, that's how I feel about the about, ni- that's how I feel about the 1951 Alistair Sims version. Oh, well, obviously okay. you have no clue what you're talking. You know about. what? I'm clearing this John, palette. I- I'm bringing me, the next film. Let me say hey, what I have John. an idea. Yes. John, if you, here's the thing. John, if you like David Cronenberg, you're going to love the perfection. Oh, it, God. It's around the holidays, and and we all know Ralph is going to bring a 1971 film that I'm going to hate. So I had an idea <laughs> oh, about what to do. You. You haven't even heard it, and you already I, made it. All right, I'm already going to dismiss it, but go ahead. No, well, never mind. No, I, 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 it's, 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 Michelle, it's, share it with us. it's holiday time. I'm going to be kind. I, go ahead. I had an idea for the next two weeks. I thought maybe we could watch Ralph's Choice from the Roulette, which was a Christmas vacation. Okay, if you wanted, I, unless I don't, you don't. I don't want pity views, but go ahead. I thought this because here's what I thought. Next week we could watch um, a Christmas vacation because it's funny and and, and it's the week know, of Christmas and and it's the week of Christmas and the week after Debbie we could all watch When Harry Met Sally and we could argue about why we think it's a holiday movie because it ends at New Year's. And it's now does that count as my turn? <laughs> no. Okay. No. In January, we restart. Uh, uh, I think uh, well, I actually no, that's going right to bring me down. No, I don't think no, this one no, is. It's, I think it's going to be a comedy, right, Ralph? It'll be a comedy. Let me, let me. Okay, here's what I'll do. Here's all I'll do. I'll throw it out at the group, and you guys can decide. If you don't like it, we'll do uh, Christmas Vacation. Okay. Stand by. No. Quintessential 1970 film called. Starring George Siegel, Henry Fonda, and a very young Helen Hunt. Anybody? Roller coaster. Incense around. 
Do you okay. have the sense around version? I'll, I'll just, I'll just, just bang on the table. It's the same thing. Uh, also, um, who, uh, not Dern, who's the, um, oh, who was in uh, Paper Chase? The young guy. John Houseman. No, the young, the guy. young guy. Also in uh, the black and Timothy white. Timothy Bottoms. Yes, Timothy, Timothy Bottoms. Bo- One of the Bottoms brothers plays the, uh, the guy blowing up roller coasters. I don't want to give it away, but yeah, roller coaster. Oh, blowing up roller coasters. All right. Nothing says Christmas like blowing up roller coasters. Okay, so what are we saying? Do you want that or do you want Christmas vacation? Well, I don't know. Because then that would give you two picks within a three-week period. And I don't feel good about that because I think we're coming up on my turn eventually. Come on. All right, so the descent it is. Is that what we agree? You know what? You know what? Let's do Christmas Christmas vacation. I'll hold roller coaster for down the road. Okay, I won't. That'll be my turn. I'll use Christmas vacation. Wait a minute. No, I don't think you should necessarily you use. use your turn. You don't have to use your turn. That's okay. Yeah. But 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 you have to watch it in black and white. It's the only thing I ask. What, Christmas what, vacation. That's right. No Christmas vacation. Okay, that's it. Enough said. Is there a Steven no, Soderbergh version in black and white? Ralph. Did Soderbergh do a black and white version? He's going to because it's shot very well. All right. So next week we'll do a Christmas Christmas vacation. That's not a pity pick. Well, it kind of is. Okay. I just want to be clear on that. I'll be the last person to give you a pity pick. But I'm not sure we're going to do one Harry Met Sally afterwards. Yes, we are. Okay. Yes, we are. Well, okay. Well, you know what? Get by. It's gotta get by, gotta get by the now. production boardroom. It's, it's Wojo's show now. Go ahead, Wojo. <laughs> oh God! Here we go. I hope this movie brought you guys a little bit of joy, like it brings so me. Glad we had this time. God bring- bless us, everyone. <laughs> Ralph, I think you're gonna get visited by three spirits tonight, and they're gonna I, beat the crap out of you. I hope so. I hope so. They're all going to be in black and white and over. <laughs> well, oh, I hope so. All right. Sean, I must say this I, in the final, final um, nail in the coffin. So Sean has <laughs> had, had written a Christmas Carol movie. Oh. Yeah. One of my films I did for pure flicks is a ripoff of Christmas Carol too, but I'm not <laughs> recommending uh, nobody. Well, you know, we reckon that their thing is the oh only way goodness. they could sell it to investors. I'm not saying it's a bad movie is the only way they could sell it to investors is it's just like, it didn't matter what movie they made. Everything <laughs> is just like another movie. And that's, the, it's that's like the a Christmas Carol meets Clue. <laughs> no, it, that's exactly no, That's a it. film I could get behind. <laughs> <laughs> Who would the angels come to? The detectives, Clute or Bree Daniels? See, that's what you make this interesting thing. Well, basically, Donald Sutherland was Marley. He's walking around moaning that whole movie. So, you know, with this big dower, you know, he was Marley. You know what? It's funny, Ralph. When Debbie and I watched it, when Marley does that scream, we said, Ralph is out of the movie. (laughs) No, I, that, that, that. Oh, my gosh. craziness. (laughs) Ralph, have you watched, um, Ralph, have you watched, um, the searchers yet? You said you were no. transferring it over. Ralph, yeah. what were you going to say? You were going to say something. What? I was going to say the ghost scene, Marley scene, I thought was pretty good. I liked the whole banging of the thing and his screaming. That scream was disconcerting. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, my favorite character was his house lady. Who, yeah. In that scene where he sees them after they've pillaged his house when he died. And they're selling everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I, thought she, I thought she was she was really good. Now, what else? By the way, is they Alistair never Sim- that- 
That first scene they never did together. They were never in the same room. What other what other films has Alistair Sims done that I would know? You, you only need uh, he played he played a uh, 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 inspector something. He, I mean, he wasn't well known to <laughs> American audience. Okay. Okay. It wasn't Inspector Gadget. Just curious. Was, no. was it Inspector Clute? Okay. Clouseau. Exactly. Clouseau. Hi, Brad. Hi, Brad. Thanks Brad for joining us. Okay. All right, guys. Look, have a great week. <clears throat> Thanks for that, John. Nice job. You really defended. I'm sorry, that Ralph. Well. You didn't enjoy it like the rest of us. I really. Well, am, you know, but... you knew I wasn't. You knew I wasn't. No, I thought it. maybe something could touch that icy heart of yours. Oh, this is interesting. In 1971, Alistair Sim provided the voice for a Christmas Carol. And Marley. And the guy who played Marley. John told, us, John told us last week that that won the Oscar. It right? won an Academy Award. Right. Oh, sorry. That's okay. And it's only 30 minutes long. Right. Wojo's well, well, the ghost of podcast cast, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wojo, you got you to listen to our podcast. You know what I'm saying? Sure, I swear to God, that joke is going to work one of these times. I mean it. That's going to do it. I'm sorry. Oh my God. All right. Well, we're going to do, we're going to do Christmas vacation. So we're not going to wish everyone a Merry Christmas yet. We'll do that. Right. Cause it'll be next week. So we got, we still have that week. Or happy holidays. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, everybody enjoy Christmas vacation. I know you will. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see you next week. Ralph. Thanks. Great job on the show tonight. Seriously. Yeah. As always. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for watching everybody. Thanks for listening. Maybe I'll have a change of heart after the ghosts see me tonight. I seriously right? doubt it. Okay. <laughs>